welcome. I'm your host, Monica Cade, and you're listening to a special mini-series with one of Australia's leading international speakers on intuition, self-awareness, and human potential. Meet Amir Zoghi. In this four-week series, we're going to be talking about and dissecting the phrase we've all heard before, mind over matter. This series is about supporting you to harness the power of the mind and realize that you can transcend your current mindset. If you're tired of battling with your perceived limitations, then join us for four episodes that will help you start the journey to living your life with greater power and peace of mind. You can find the show notes on my website, monicacade.com. And if you enjoy this episode, I'd love for you to rate us on iTunes so more people have the opportunity to find us, grow and be their best. Welcome and thank you for joining me for episode two of the Mind Over Matter mini-series. Today we're going to be talking about rising above fear and the stillness of the mind. And Amir, you're back to talk about these two topics with us again. Thank you for joining me. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me again. So fear, it's something we all know very well. We've all experienced it in different aspects of our lives. And I think everyone listening also probably knows it's something that holds them back from doing many of the things that they'd love to do in their lives. But I thought maybe you could shed a deeper insight as to how fear really impacts us. Well, obviously we know fear does impact us and Mm. it's part of our everyday life. And I think the problem, is that people try to get rid of the fear. Mm. And to me, it's not about that. You know, I work with people around fear all the time. Fear is the greatest thing that will stop you from using your infinite capacity of your mind. Okay? It is the greatest thing that will hold you back. So then you might ask the question, well, why wouldn't we want to get rid of it? Because it's fear itself that wants to get rid of fear. So you cannot act and or react with fear when you're dealing with fear, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. okay? So it's not about uh, getting rid of the fear. Fear is continuously going to be in our everyday life. Yesterday, I took a girl up for a flight, and she wanted to overcome the fear of flying. And she had a big accident from actually skydiving. And uh, she jumped out of a helicopter and, and, and had this huge accident and her life's completely changed and everything. And she, was, she came to me to go up for an aerobatic flight. And at, when she jumped in the plane, she was trembling and, and, and shaking. And one of the first things that I told her is that you've got this fear to get back up in the air because of what happened last time. It's okay for you to feel that fear. It's almost it's, – it, it's, I mean, what do you expect? You fell out of the sky, you broke your back, right? Mm. And of course, you're going to have that fear. So I'm not here to, to actually get rid of that fear. I'm here to help you to rise above it, okay? You cannot act or, get, or you cannot uh, react towards fear with the emotion of fear. All you're doing is feeding the fear. Mm-hmm. The other thing I was telling this uh, Emma was her name. The other thing I was telling Emma is that the thing is with if you didn't have this fear right now, you just would have had different fears. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's part of our makeup as a human being to have fear. So don't try to get rid of it, rid of it, but rise above it. Okay, so if you if you look at the acronym of fear, most people love the acronyms of fear. So I like to share about that. So fear, they say, is false evidence appearing real, which is true. 
okay? Because when I took Emma up for this aerobatic experience, she loved it. And she had all, all the fear completely disappeared, right? And I said, see, that's false evidence to be real. False evidence is you're going in your mind and you're, you're going to the future or, in, in, this, in this case, you're going into the past and what happened in the past. And you're creating a, a, an energy called fear, which was making her shake as she was getting into the plane, okay, with, with excitement but lots of nerves, okay? Mm. So the other acronyms of fear – I like, you know, I've heard that I would like to use all the time is to face everything and rise. And that's what I want to talk to you about. It's about rising above the fear or forget everything and run. Yeah. Okay. And obviously, if you forget everything and run, that fear will continuously uh, dictate your life. We don't want to get rid of the fear, but we also don't want to let it dictate our life. So what we want to do is we deal with fear with love. Now, I'm not just talking about going, oh, how do you deal with fear with love? Well, I'm not talking about loving the fear because mm-hmm. that's what, you know, someone who's on a spiritual path will say, oh, I must love the fear. Well, how the hell do you love the fear? Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, you don't love the, you, your space and your capacity becomes larger than the fear. Does that make sense? When I was talking to Emma yesterday, when I was taking her on this flight, I got her to hold her hands in front of me. I said, "See this, this. See your hands in front of me." And I got her to put them together in a fist. If you can imagine this for a sec. And I said, "See this fist?" I said, "That's your fear, okay?" And I put my hands around her fist, and I said, "This is your space at the moment." So this fear, okay, is continuously. It's it's dictating your life because the space around the fear is nothing. It's mm-hmm. it's just the fear. And what happens is as you expand your mind, as you expand your consciousness, as you expand your awareness, it's like me moving my hand outward. And here we are standing in my hangar, and I have a very big hangar with uh, where all our aircraft are parked. And I and I kept expanding my hands, and I'm saying, what's happening to the fear? As your space expands, what's happening to the fear? And I say, imagine now that your 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 mind, okay, you expand your mind to as, as big as this hangar, and you're holding your hand around. This is the fear now, okay? The fear no longer becomes relevant. You didn't get rid of it. The fear is still, still here. Your awareness and your mind is now expanded as big as my hangar. So now you've got this little fear that's still there, but it no longer dictates do you, do you get what I'm saying? It's no longer dictating your life because it becomes so small. It becomes so small because you became so big, and that's what it's about. It's mm-hmm. about that's what to me rising above the fear is. When you're small, right? The fear dictates your life. It's like when you're small, the fear becomes like a like a guard dog. You know those guard like a German Shepherd or Doberman. They're like rum rum, and they're just <laughs> growling at you. And they got their fangs there, and there's like they've got you know droop, drooping like you get the picture, right? I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're growling at you, and you're going to be afraid. You see a big German Shepherd or Doberman growling at you, those big guard dogs. You're going to run, and it's and yeah, you're going to forget everything and run. That's what <laughs> happens. But if you rise above it, if you become bigger, okay, it's just like this example I gave to Emma. Here's our hands together. And then if you imagine your awareness is as big as this hangar, this fear has become small. 
I don't know if you guys can picture that because I'm, I'm, I'm a visual person. Here's her hands. Her hands are together. My hands are around her hands. Okay? Now this fear dictates your life. As I expand my hands outwards and spread my hands wide, the space becomes bigger than the fear. And even more, if you go further out into the whole hangar, imagine your whole awareness is where this hangar, the whole hangar is. That fear, which is just the fist of her arms, becomes so irrelevant. And that guard dog, that German shepherd, that Doberman that's growling you becomes a little chihuahua. And it's still growling at you. Don't get me wrong. It's still got his fangs out going, but you think it's cute. It's like, oh, it's a little kid. You're not going to run. You see, you've now rised above it. The fear is still there. You didn't get rid of it. It's still there. It's there because it plays a role. It's serving you even if you don't know. Okay, how do I know that? Because you've got it. Mm. You wouldn't have it otherwise. So, yes, go on. So I guess for our listeners, they may be hearing this and they're saying, okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. I can, I can understand what you're saying. And then maybe there are certain listeners that have really great big fears. And sometimes fear, when it shows up in the body, like you mentioned before, there's nerves, there's anxiety. And sometimes for some people that can be so debilitating that to act seems it appears to be impossible. So if we're experiencing a fear that is so large for us, how can we rise? It's, it's so large. It doesn't the size of it. It's so large because you're being so small. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's, it's about rising above it. Now, now you're asking me, yeah, but how do you do that? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I have a process. I actually share with my coaching clients a process. In fact, in the Mind Over Matter four-week challenge, which we've now decided to give to all your listeners who are part of our, four, our, our four-week um, uh, recording, right? In there, I actually share with you a process that will – and it's just a guided, if you like, meditation. I don't like to call it meditation because it's not meditation. It's really just a guided process, right? And I guide you through – a process that will allow you to tr- to rise above the fear, okay? But the first thing that people need to understand is you're not there to get rid of it because the moment you think you get the, you're there to get rid of it, you are in fear already, mm. all right? And fear can't get rid of fear. Fear only ignites more fear. So it's you 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 have to transcend the fear to come from love. To me, when you expand, right? you feel love, right? Mm. Love is expanded space. If you think about the ocean and you just see everything out there and just nothing inside of you, just nothing in front of you except just water and sky, you just feel this huge sense of connection and love. Why? Because you're feeling the space. If you look at nighttime into the sky and gaze into the, into the stars and the moon, and what do you feel? I mean, I don't have to tell you right? Do it. What do you feel, right? That space is love. So as you expand your mind, as you begin to free your mind, you become bigger and you become bigger with what? With love, mm. right? I know it, people are listening to this and go, yeah, but how, man? Yeah. Right? It's, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter the size of the fear. 
right? The, the size of the fear is big because you're smaller than it. Still, you must rise. Right? Don't worry about the how right now. You, I'll give you a process and you'll be able to use that over and over again. Okay, and and like if you want, I know your logical minds are going, yeah, but tell me how to do it. How do I do it? You know, you know what? People always say to me, you know, it's like I'm afraid to do this or I'm afraid. Let's look at an everyday thing. Like, you know, I know people are afraid of spiders and afraid of snakes, and you know, sure, all right. But I want to I want to talk about something that you're afraid of that is impacting you, that is 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 making you live small. Okay, so if you're scared of snake snakes. Well, you're not going to see snakes every day, all right? Sure. Okay, so and, and sure, you can do this with snakes too. But I'm talking about the stuff that's holding us back. So it's usually a fear of rejection. It's fear of fear of failure. Okay, those two big things, right, stand out for most of my clients that I work with. I'm afraid of failing. I'm and really, I'm afraid of rejection. Right, mm-hmm. and what what failure, the fear of rejection is is the fear of not being loved. Okay, mm-hmm. fear of failure is fear of not being enough. Fear of not being enough is actually fear of not being loved. It all comes back down to love, but I won't go into that tangent right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the thing. Right, it's not that you're afraid to fail; it's that you haven't connected to something that's big enough. Okay, because when you connect to something big enough, maybe it's something big enough that you want, big enough that you want to become, right? When you connect to something big enough, you transcend that. Okay, so it's it's not about I'm afraid to fail. It's you're not doing something that's worth failing for. See, most people think it's about not failing. No, it's about finding something that's so big that you're willing to take the risks that is worth failing for it's about finding someone that you love so much that it's worth being rejected by you know you you're like you put yourself out there you put yourself out for the things that you want in life and you know what people might reject you but then you think to yourself it's worth it it's worth me being rejected it's worth me it's worth failing for so that's the thing because when people listen to this, they're looking in their logical mind going, well, I want, you know, how do I do it? Well, find something bigger. Hmm. Find, you know, go. And it's not like people go, well, I don't know what my bigger thing is, all right? All right, well, start with the smaller stuff. It's fine. And people always always say to me, I'm here, I don't know what I love to do. I say, well, do you know what you don't love to do? And they're like, yes. Well, start by stop doing the things you don't love to do and work your way to the bigger things. That right there, it's, you know, people, you know, any entrepreneur will tell you that they have failed hundreds of times, right? Mm. You only hear the success, the success uh, stories, the outcomes or the results, right? Any athlete will tell you how much, how many times they've failed before they won the gold medal. Mm. Okay. You only see them on the podium at gold medal and go, I want to do that. You have to find something that is worth failing for. Okay. And you will fail. It's not about trying to get rid of the failure. It's about failing and getting up again. Okay, why would you get up again? Because it's big enough for you. Hmm. I will add one more thing. Is that all right? Go ahead. Sorry, Monica. (laughs) I I took Emma for this flight yesterday, right? I told Mm. you about this. I said to her this, as we're doing this flight, the fear just disappeared. I, I said to Emma, why do you think the fear disappeared? And she goes, I don't know why. And I said, I said, I said, do you want me to tell you? She goes, yes. So I said to her, 
I said, because you're completely in this moment. You're completely, all right, in this moment. There is no other thought about what could be or what was. You're not thinking about your bills. You're not thinking about what you have to do. You're completely in this moment, right? And when you are completely in this moment, there is a flow. There is a, there is a, even in the action-packed aerobatics we're doing, there is a stillness there. And in that stillness, in that space, there is no fear. Your fear disappeared. She's like, you're right. I have, you know, I'm not experiencing any fear right now as we're doing this. We're doing like stunts, aerobatic stunts, right? Mm -hmm. And I said to her, do you know why you're completely in this moment? It's not because you were trying to be, you know, sometimes I take, because I do coaching in the aircraft as well. I do air coaching with people. That's what I call it anyway. And I said to people, it's not because, you know, you became present right now. Right, like you try to become present, you are present, right? Mm-hmm. And the, and the, and the, there's a reason. There's a reason which I won't go into right now. It goes into longer longer things. But uh, um, sorry to leave you hanging there. <laughs> That's <laughs> part of my hanging. coaching. You have to you have to come up for an aerobatic flight once, and and you'll realise why fear disappears. So on something that you just said there, I know I've experienced this before. And I'm sure maybe the listeners also have experienced this when there is a challenge in our lives and our mind so wants to hold on to solving that thing, because the idea is that if we don't give that our attention and bring ourselves to this moment into that space that you just shared in the example with Emma, that we're ignoring the circumstance before us. Well, the circumstances the circumstances disappear because something demands your attention. Mm-hmm. So your attention becomes one with whatever this something is. So in, in this case, right, well, you, you're leading me to tell you what, what I actually do with people. <laughs> so I will, okay? Um, in this case, yes, she's present, right? But it's not because she's present that, She's well, it's not because she tried to be present, it's something demanded her attention, right? And that was what we're doing. What we were doing is so demanding, like it, it demanded her to bring your attention here. And, and when you do that, you are present. She didn't have to try to be present, mm-hmm. okay? It, it demanded your attention, and that's the thing if you do things in your life that it, it demands your attention, right? Because, it like, be, I don't know, because you're engrossed in it, because you love it, whatever. Some, when something demands your attention, you're immediately present to it. Mm-hmm. So find the things in your life that demand your attention, whether it's someone you love, right? Whether it's something you want to do, the person you want to be, it must demand your attention. And if it demands your attention, you don't need to try to be present. You are present. Mm. That's the greatest level of presence and stillness in the mind that someone can find. It's not the one of trying to be present. It's the one of being present. It's like, well, how do I be present without trying to be present? Find something that demands your attention. Do the things that demand your attention. In this case, she was riddled with fear. We start the aerobatics, the fear disappears. I say, why does the fear disappear? Because you're present. 
did you try to get present? No, you were, you just were present. How did you just go from not being present and be living with fear to just totally being present without trying to be present? Because you're experiencing aerobatics, because you're experiencing something that is demanding your attention. There's no thought that is anywhere else but right here, right now. Mm. I have a next question, but I'm not going to ask it because I feel like it will lead us into the next episode. However, I wanted to just give the listeners a bit of a teaser as to what this is about, because I feel like it leads on from what you've said. You said stop doing the things that you don't love to do, all the things in your mind that, you know, aren't allowing you to be so in them that your attention is off everything else. Yeah. And so I feel like then people might be asking, but what about if I need to do something? Mm, it's a good question. That is a good question. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to chat about that in the next episode. It's like, well, what about all the things that I need to do? I know you're saying do the things that you love to do and you've, if you don't know what you love to do or stop doing the things that you don't love to do, but I need to do those things. Mm. So, you know, what are you talking about? I get you. Mm. I get you. And, 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 and there is a conversation to be had about that as well, okay? Because at the end of the day, what I can tell you is that you didn't come here to do the things that you need to do. You came here to do the things that you love to do. But I get what you're saying. I, I need to do these things in order to I can one day do what I love to do, okay? But when you're doing things just out of, out of a means, and, means to an end, my, from my experience, every time I've done things as a means to an end so I can one day do this, I just find that that becomes like a treadmill and you continue to do that. And you're like, but one day I'll get there. But one day I get there. And it just, you just don't get there until one day you decide that, hey, I'm going to change things. And that's what we'll talk about in the next session. Mm. How you can transcend need. Mm. Sounds amazing. And if you did have any questions that you would like Amir to answer, please email them across to me. I've popped the email in the show notes below. So we're happy to answer those in the next episode as well. Hey, Monica. Yes. I just had something pop up in my mind. Go ahead. Right? Mm-hmm. Since we're doing all this thing about mind of a matter challenge and transcending fear, how about I challenge you to come and join me for an aerobatic flight? Oh, geez. <laughs> and we can film it. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot here. Extremely on the spot. The last time I was in a plane with you, I it was the worst experience ever. Not because I was with you, because of how I felt. Hang on. <laughs> the, the last time you came for it, that was like I just my license and we were just flying it straight and level. Uh, not quite, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, we did a, we did a steep turn. Yeah, I'm very steep turn. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm talking about putting you upside down. So... I challenge you in front of all your listeners to, to come up and experience exactly what you and I have just been speaking about today. You don't have to answer me now, but if you want to, it's there. Okay. All right. I'll keep the listeners hanging to find out to see if I accept Amir's challenge. You have to accept by the fourth, our fourth week, though. Yes, This is of our second, second week. Yes, this is we our second our week. Third. Yep, we have our third, and we have a full, by the fourth week. You have to accept that challenge, or or um, forget it and run. Oh, I wouldn't even take that long, but thank you for that the grace period. <laughs> I was thinking I'll let you know later this afternoon, or uh, you know, in a few moments. Who knows? Well, you can let me know on the next call or whatever. Okay, awesome. Thanks for your time, Amir. Thanks, Monica.